and the mouse keep running, running, and 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 running, running, Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. This is episode 223, and I am one of your hosts, Jim. I'm going to be joined by my man, Brandon, in just a little bit to go over three books that came out this week. And I am talking in particular Black Widow number two, Wolverine number six, and Miss Marvel, Magnificent Miss Marvel number 15. Now, that is... Excluding a big book, and that would be Amazing Spider-Man number 49, which is the legacy numbering 850. That's a big book, and I mean because it's 90 pages. How dare you? How dare you, indeed. Uh, We're going to have some bonus coverage this week. We're going to have a separate podcast just for the Amazing Spider-Man number 49. That'll come out sometime Friday or Saturday, so look for that. Obviously, we also will have the X-Men episode that will be on Sunday night as we do. Now, if you have been paying attention, we've been gone for a little bit because last week's episodes were Patreon only we ended up having a regular episode that was almost two hours long and then an x-men episode that was about a half hour long since it was just x factor i was gonna say x force that's for x factor number four uh if you wanted to go listen to those i'll remind everyone you can go over to our patreon patreon.com slash weird science and get those for as little as a dollar it's because it was an annuals week we do that every annuals week We end up having the shows on the Patreon. Now, we also have a Patreon spotlight. Me and Brandon recorded it earlier, and the spotlight ended up featuring champions number one. We also talked, or I talked, Deadpool number seven, and then we also had Miles Morales, Spider-Man number 19. So if you want to listen to those three books being discussed, go over to the Patreon as well to check those out. But again, we end up having three books here tonight, and then we'll have the bonus Amazing Spider-Man coming up in the next couple of days. But even before we get into that, let me tell you, you can go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. You follow us, we'll follow you back. We have a website, WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com, where we review most of the books that come out each week. And Again, we have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can support us for all the things that we do and get plenty more shows in return. But enough of that. Let's go off to me and Brandon talking about a bunch of books. Gonna line. It was Sunday night, wrote up my notes to get the feeling right. Brandon had messaged me, he's drinking at his friends, but that was at quarter to three. And that's about the time the jerk passed out on me. He lives in Buffalo, I could not see. I guess it's just me on the weekend show. Way up there in Buffalo, it's just another Sunday night. Brandon's drunk again, Brandon's drunk again. 
Oh, yes. Brandon's drunk again, as he always is, coming up yes. from that Buffalo area. And we're here to talk three books right in this section. Maybe add another one a little later. But we have a section of books. And did you talk Black Widow with me the first time? I think I did that no, by myself, did that one didn't yourself. I? Yeah. yeah, we ended up having issues. And uh, do you did read the first one, though. Yeah, I read that one. Yeah, I'm telling you, I I still like this. I I, I ended up loving. I thought, it. I thought it was inter- I think it's interesting. I love the first issue. This one's a little bit less, only because it kind of just reiterates the same deal. But you you do get that full idea of you know one of those things of a mind wipe and things. What's going on? But there's some really crazy things in this one. I mean, when when you end up having this, and I I actually really do like the idea of. Bucky and Clint hiding in the brushes, you know, in the shrubs looking. But we'll get to this. It's Kelly Thompson writing, Alana Casagrande on art, Jordi Belar colors, and VCs Corey Petit, I was told. Because I ended up, we get the PDFs, the review PDFs now. And I ended up hitting, there is an option for it to read to me. And I hit it, and it gave me uh, Corey Petit. So I think that they are right. Here is the deal. Trained to be the world's greatest spy from childhood, Natasha Romanoff is an ex-KGB assassin, an ex-agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., and a sometimes Avenger. Three months ago, someone shot her out a window. The next time anyone saw Nat, she was working as an architect in San Francisco and living in a hillside mansion with an excessively handsome lover. Hawkeye and the Winter Soldier, Sounds both intriguing. former... Yes, I like it. <laughs> Hawkeye and the Winter Soldier, both former widow lovers themselves, spotted her on a newscast. Now they're headed to the city by the bay, but they're not the only ones watching her. Villainous Game Master Arcade can see Natasha's every move, and so can his mysterious clients. And it's funny because they really spell the title out to that this issue Eskimo Brothers. Is, is yeah, it should is be. Called? And also the weird thing about it is, <laughs> is that they pretty much tell Arcade, we're the ones who are in charge here. It makes it seem in that write up that Arcade's clients, but I don't know. We see by the end that's like, no, he's not really in charge. He just has to watch. Uh, but yeah, and that's what pretty much everybody's doing. You end up having Clinton yeah. Bucky there because this is who when can they be the so- creepiest stalker, yeah, issue. it is. It's, it's stakeout, <laughs> and and if you're gonna have stakeout, I I would always eat ribs at a stakeout. That would just be me. I know that's choice. a messy thing yeah. to eat at a stakeout. I'd still go with it. But you end up having usually you have the stakeout where they're in a car and stuff like that. But Clinton Bucky, they're just across the road in, in the trees. <laughs> they're watching watching what's going on and the idea of it was that they i like the setup of the first issue you, you end up having natasha she goes missing but she's not really missing because this is what she usually does she goes undercover she yeah, goes under you deep can never cover really find her it's not yeah. a big concern and and she might be gone for eight months and then she comes back she might be gone two days and comes back and all that but they end up seeing her go through a newscast and clint especially like that's something that she doesn't do you know even bucky and clip both say something's wrong like she is not undercover she would never let that happen and so we end up seeing you know you get the idea that she's being mind controlled in that first issue, but you, you're still not exactly sure, even though like she gets a motorcycle. Hey, I didn't know I like motorcycles, but then she could ride it and all that. But this issue pretty much it's a whole Jason Bourne out. thing going on here. It is. It's, it's like all of those things yeah. where she is almost like a sleeper agent type deal. But how did we get here is the big deal. So Clinton Bucky, they go to track her down and see what's going on and they end up spying on her and right away they look and like 
she she kind of seems happy. Uh, you know, she doesn't seem like she's in trouble. Something's weird. And then you end up where and she's working on her motorcycle in the garage. Clint decides he is going to go and see what's going on. And he's going to go, you know, almost like undercover. You know, let's see if she recognizes yeah, me. Curious let's see if some, maybe yeah, maybe she'll is. wink wink and then I'll know something's wrong and he goes in. The the problem being is that I was expecting fully the the fiance that we fully find out here was going to come out and just start fighting uh, because I still think it's a total recall situation where he is there to make sure that she doesn't switch but now i'm not so sure he plays it pretty cool well they start talking they're talking about you know life and things like that and natasha is very very nice again if this was me and this guy just comes by and he's getting really Uh, there would be a baseball bat in my hand first yeah (laughs) i would think that he is trying to figure out a way to rob me or or pretty much abduct me because yeah. he gets like it's not just oh man that's a great motorcycle hey where do you work oh what do you do where's what your do mask you, it, buddy yeah, it really feet. starts going yeah it really <laughs> starts going full out i mean he is really getting into all these things and you know the whole thing goes and then out comes a little boy and you're like wait a second and this little baby boy looks like it would be that's boy i yeah. mean it, it green eyes red hair he is an escape artist. Oh, yeah. they He's keep good saying. at getting He's... out of things. They, also, they got a bell on him for Christ's sakes. Yeah, they have a bell. Also, <laughs> they also have Jonathan, Land Shark, uh, pajamas, and stuffed animal. He's a huge fan. And again, it was funny because I'm watching, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a Kelly Thompson book because that she can't keep herself away from Jonathan at any sort of stretch. It's always the deal. And so you, you have this going on. And it's it's going to the deal with you know what's real what isn't real what's going on and it seems like she just doesn't remember things she doesn't remember and the thing is there's the weird thing in my mind this little baby right it is is it real do you do you think it's like a real baby or I do you think, think it's it like might a, clone be a robot thing like some red room nonsense is my because maybe because the guess. idea of it is the baby goes right to her right also calls her mama at one point. You you can't teach a, a baby that can barely talk to do that. It, you know what I'm saying? It, it like it ends yeah, that's, up mama. That's pretty much I'm all like, Braxton says walking around the house at all points. He never stops saying mama. I'll tell yeah, you that right. But now. he says it. <laughs> he says it to your wife, who is his mom. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Well, I the think idea I get of called this. That too, at this point, I'm no. not sure. But do you think that Braxton all of a sudden at somebody else's house? No. You know, well, only yeah, when he's I looking don't think for her, wandering around looking for yeah. her, he's yelling it. So, and maybe that's the case. But yeah, it's kind of a weird because he does end no, up grabbing what you're saying, to though, go there. to her. You think this kid's this kid's like a robot camera, always keeping an eye uh, on yeah, her type it, thing. It's a weird deal because I don't think that you can convince a one-year-old to act it up like that and at the one point grabs natasha and yells mama and tries to go to him but again See, i, I, think I that- would say in my house if jen is in the garage and uh braxton has a door open he will walk outside and go track her down yeah, I mean, yeah. He would so, do that. So but maybe. he would if you were holding a baby. If I was holding Braxton, me, and you know, you and your wife came by, 
he would probably try to grab towards you or your wife, yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah, actual yeah, mom definitely. and dad. And he, yeah. this baby is grabbing for Natasha like it is really her mom. And then they end up getting a babysitter that is very intriguing to Arcade and all of his clients because they are like <laughs> she seems suspicious too when yeah. she talks at first I, like what is going on with her glasses yeah. they're, they're very like rose, rose colored yeah but it seems like more of like tech. but it's more the squint under those glasses yeah. at the end of there I'm like what are you up oh, to so babysitter she, she's got blue hair I don't trust yeah. her and she <laughs> might have the hepatitis or something but you end up where she's there and that is a joke from the DC podcast, by the way. I'm not that awful. My wife at points <laughs> your will turn have to blue be canceled hair. This week. Yeah, yeah, we right. <laughs> well, my wife at points will have blue hair. Hence the anger I get at seeing it. But you end up here where you know they even say, "Does that babysitter, you know, look look uh, familiar?" And they're going with all this. Well, Arcade again is at this point. Where he wants to kill people He wanted to kill Natasha last issue He kept saying can I kill her now No 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 and in this they really Spell out these quote unquote clients You're getting paid to just watch You're there to watch and and you could Look and I swear you know you could guess that some of these people uh, that might one in the be bottom somebody... left looks like a craven jacket on the dude. that's what i think it is it, i think, think that so? craven is yeah. it has who else has that jacket i don't know it, it looks like it right <laughs> yeah but but which craven the new one <laughs> but, so yeah you, you end up though with the idea of you know who are these people and then what who are these people but also you know who this babysitter is but with that arcade sees Bucky and Clint hanging out in in the bushes. He's like, yeah. I see them. I can kill them now. He Why don't we shoot them? Yeah, Two pops dead. They're dead. With and no, no, no. There's What's no gonna, reason that's to do the that. Other interesting thing, though. What's is he got like a drone in the sky? They're watching all this with, or what's he going to kill him with? Was kind of my question yeah. here. I I don't know, the but baby, I think that I think the I think, the, I think the baby might be the the, the whole deal. But <laughs> with with this going on, you had this kind of fun deal where they even say listen we were gonna test out if this whole so it's full out that her memories have been wiped yeah yeah. because they even say they even say at one point we were wondering if it had taken if anything could end up triggering her out of it when clint went up he he pretty much really ran a beta test for us though we couldn't have done anything better they were very happy with that yeah he went right up to her and was talking and she she did not come out of it at all but they say to arcade you start popping people and shooting around her her. that might trigger her which (laughs) we do end up seeing that that kind of is the case now with this is is it confusing a bit to you what she is up to for the night because her husband's going on here these two separate her her and her husband right i almost thought it was a different guy like are you having an affair this is what's weird her husband is going out but she gets really dressed up yeah he goes off to go in an alley yeah, and she goes in an alley because she hears somebody yell for yeah, help. And person. I understand that, but what is she going yeah, to I don't do know besides the this? She going dancing? Yeah, I don't yeah, know, I don't know because yourself. what was it that she drove downtown? And I, I don't get it. I don't, but I don't either. you end up where this is again. This is the classic and one of my favorites. It's a Jason Bourne thing, but it's any sort of deal happen in. Total Recall. Anytime somebody has a mind wipe and they end up, you know, reacting 
to something and then they stare at their hands afterwards it's especially when they shoot a gun yeah. and they shoot the gun they look at the gun they drop it they look and then they run off and i'm like you it have almost fingerprints like on that subconsciously wore this necklace that substitutes as a weapon too because yeah, she, because she makes everything and, into a weapon and yeah. that thing looks like a whip and, and really gouges that guy's eyes out oh, but I she know. is because these pieces of crap and and they yeah, really trying to when rape you, this girl in the yeah alley when you do this you have to really up the piece of crap at, you know ante so you end up where it looks like this lady she is getting molested she's getting abused they're gonna kill her and that shows up and like hey look at this we got a two for one special and she's hotter and then like you you're gonna die this is a whole you are gonna- whole jason Bourne scene right here definitely yeah because yeah she uses everything that she has like a macgyver she, she get bubble gum and tape and she's made a gun which actually macgyver comes in a little later pull out <laughs> but yeah she beats the crap out of these guys and any guy you, do you think that that one guy that main guy piece of crap who comes out her right away with the thing you think that that tracksuit he has is like that that crazy fabric that's like real soft like that felt type thing i i hate those <laughs> i think he has those plus someone, he's wearing someone floods. in that group has a silk shirt on i'll guarantee and he's you. wearing floods <laughs> look at that guy so he ends up you know they I'm all telling attack you what's and- gonna come back to bite her about this fight it looks like a chunk of her hair gets shot off and then yeah, i think yeah. that dna laying around in some way shape that or dna form, yeah you think they're going to get her with them DNA? Yeah, something's we'll going to happen. She I does call 911, too, on her yeah, way out of Yeah, she does. And I love the idea where she is so good that she gets that one guy's knife, throws at another guy, and it doesn't hit. It hits the hilt uh, the butt hits into him. the guy. Yeah. It looks like it still kills him. Mm-hmm. That 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 hilt ends up going his brain deep coming into that right guy's. Yeah, dribbling it, down the nasty. middle of his nose right now. <laughs> it is nasty. And then you have the one guy who's there. And look at this guy. He's got you know the ripped sweats and all. This guy's having problems. But yeah, yeah she even, this guy's a sweatpants and silk shirt kind of guy. Yeah, look at this guy. Those guys. That guy, the last guy, kind of reminds me of like a Wayne Gretzky. The Wayne Gretzky's a nice guy, kind of guy. Yeah, really. What you <laughs> amateur day? Is that you know Wednesday afternoon? That's that's not the top tier. But yeah, you end up where everybody runs away, and she does end up saving this lady. But she pretty much goes through you know five guys, yeah, ends up just them. destroying them. Calls nine one one. They're gonna come. And then she just goes home. That, yeah. That's this is what I don't get. Like, what was she actually doing? Yeah, I don't know. But again, she goes home, says, "Hey, thanks a lot, there. Thanks, Helen. We're gonna talk to you again. How was the baby? Her husband's oh, still gone. Like, we, yeah, you know, he's he's an as interesting of a character to me in this whole what's going on here as as the baby. Yeah. Yeah, and then we go, and I think I said Jonathan because I was thinking of Wolverine. I, it's actually Jeff, right? The land shark, and you end up having him. You have <laughs> the stuffed animal there. You yep. have all the stuff going on, and there's the baby. She's tucking him in, and she ends up at this point. What is she going to say to him? Because she's like, "Hey, can I tell you a secret, Mon Petit Chiao?" <laughs> and I think she's going to be like, "Mommy's a spy who can kick ass." You didn't but have the uh, translator get this far no. in the book for you. <laughs> Mon Petit Chihuahua, oh, she now says. It's petted again. <laughs> no, it is, and I think that is my little boy or my little baby. But you have her like she's going to tell. In my mind, yeah, mommy kind of starting to remember things, but she yeah. doesn't. She ends up singing oh, a the song. The song is a cry for help here. Definitely. Yeah, and you end up where I'm trying you know, to remember has, who this dude with the beard reminds me of. I, I, I couldn't. Can't. 
I couldn't get the idea either. I was yeah. trying to figure it out myself, but he ends up. Is it like, one of those crap. Russian? One, uh, it has to be supreme. Well, here's the deal because he is speaking with the, you know, in the column deal that he isn't speaking English. The yeah, way they have yeah, it yeah. spelled out with that, he is speaking another language, but they're not letting you know what it is. I think that's the big reveal there. But you end up having that, you know, tucks her baby in. And the guy watching, he he pretty much is saying, like, we're you know, what have we what have <laughs> we done? I you know, either <laughs> we've really screwed her or we're in trouble. Yeah. But if she so comes she, to, we're all done yeah. for. Well, she goes off and she you think she's going to be working on the motorcycle again, like when Clint came and she's just, you know, hands going. She's not paying attention. Oh, my God. I made an atomic bomb. She ended up building a bomb. She's MacGyver. Uh And this again, this is the moment I love. She looks at her hands like they betrayed her. What are you doing, hands? Why do you know this stuff? I love that. I love all of the movies where you have that trope. I I liked it. I did, too. I like this issue a lot. I like the art a lot. I think that the art is very clean art. The character designs look great. It has a cartoony feel to it a little, but everything is very well done. The, the, even the, the colors because of that I'll even red tell hair you, and all I that think it, the more cartoony feel is in the beginning kind of when Clint and um, yeah, yeah. Bucky are there and they're kind of goofing around figuring things out and I'm telling you out. I and love them it gets them. more serious yeah. and I think the art picks up and gets more serious as well and here's why I, I think I do really like it you still have you know the Clinton Bucky stakeout together trying to figure things out to me it has a very Big potential for hilariousness. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can end up with stuff really going wrong with them or, you know, like them starting baby, to fight. You or, know this baby next issue is wandering to wherever they are hanging oh, out yeah. in the bushes and finding And again, them. and then it blows up. I have a feeling that we're going to be led <laughs> down the up. line where all of a sudden the baby's going to have something bad happen to diapers it. diapers at him. I just, yeah, really. It <laughs> shoots dirty looks. I, I Like the baby's going to get run over, but and then it'll be not a baby. But... The idea, like you said, it's Dark. funny because they are so much pushing the idea that this baby gets away just to have them. And I could just imagine there with oh, Bucky he's and Clint, the babies Bucky. there. Yeah, yeah, he's so. finding the super spies yeah. for sure. And even just the idea with Arcade uh, getting so upset. I like it. I'm not a huge arcade fan. I really no, I don't care, care much about, about arcade. That's the same with me. I actually but hate I it. Like, <laughs> I like him here. Like, can't we just kill that? And I think this is going to be every issue. Can I just kill that person? Can I kill that person? And it made me laugh. But yeah, if, if it was me and Nat was my wife and I came out and the sexy Clint Barton was out there full out asking all these crazy questions. There might be a fight. There might be something, or at least I'd say, you can't trust these people. Look at this guy. But yeah, they're there. So next it'll be Bucky coming up. Uh, yeah, uh, food delivery. I, I don't know what they're going to do with that, but uh, it looks like next issue. It's almost like that you were going to go and get to a wedding because they do spell out fiance and then you see next deal and there's a wedding dress and all that so we'll see what's going Out on maybe that will trigger out black widow yeah. woman of my yeah, own yeah that's there. the thing that's where you you start to think like <laughs> oh my god like she had a kid it looks just like her but where is that kid where does it fit yeah, in she, she she fell off a building quote unquote three months ago that baby would either be right. dead inside of her or you know 
It happened yeah, I know, quickly I know, afterwards, and it accelerated. Rate. I'm telling you, what, what do you think that day was born in three months? They're well, like, here no, it is. That baby's one year old. Red room nonsense. I don't I, know. Well, that's the thing. I think that basically you're supposed to really kind of put the pieces together that it's impossible for that baby to be hers because of them only seeing her a couple months before, but. I know things in Buffalo are different. I, I mean, you have yeah. one-year-olds. They're they're the ones that the pump your gas at the gas station, right? You put yeah, them we, to work we, early. We put them back in if they're not able to go through a table yet. They need more cooking. That's what we figure now, out. You know. Now, now that is controversial. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. I can just, ima- I can just imagine you throwing Braxton through a table. It's like, yeah, it would be funny though. It was like a changing table. At least get the proper motif yeah, there to know. get it going. Has Braxton Braxton tried any uh, hot wings yet? Any sauce or anything he, he of likes, the sort? He really likes pepperoni. He'll eat like just really? plain pepperonis. Just shove them. I didn't ask pepperoni. I want to well, know if he's full of buffalo. Yeah, he's not eating like Frank's Red Hot chicken wings okay. yet. But he'll eat That's a chicken wing. That's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. He'll, he'll eat a eat chicken, chicken wing. wing. How old is he right now? Uh, Almost, uh, it'll be a year and a half. I don't want to press. I don't want to press you December. too hard here. Well, I didn't want to be one of those fifteen-month people. You know what I'm saying? A year and a half, and you're feeding him chicken wings. I am calling child services now. <laughs> uh, would do you think that if he started eating a crab cake, you'd be worried that you spent too much time in the Baltimore area? Do you think that yes, you would think yeah, that that, that had rubbed off? Although I do like How crab cakes, a, I won't. I won't shame him for that. I do, I do too. Yeah, I'm good. a crab cake fan. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They really are. Uh, but what would you give this? I'm going to give it an 8.5. I mean, I really enjoy, That's I enjoy where I'm the going. story. I enjoy the pacing of this issue. And, and there's enough questions and intrigue. And I was given enough answers to be really kind of excited for the next issue coming up. Yeah, I gave the first issue a 9.95. I went high. I really liked it. And I had a lot of people giving me crap. Really? A lot of people like, Every, oh, I didn't like, like it these at Black all. Widow I, books. Everyone else shames us for it, but I, I don't know. I, I kind of dig them. I actually, I actually love Black Widow. I love the character. Well, they're just short, uh, quick it, minis that you get a quick story and then, damn you right. know, not much tying Ow. down. And it's it's who's the villain isn't being hanging over your head for fifty issues, all that. So I, I can get yeah. behind that stuff. I can too. And here we go with the next book, which unfortunately is part of the outlawed nonsense. But, you know, whatever. It's better than last issue, at least, I think. Yeah, it is. It's Miss Marvel. Marvel. It's the magnificent Miss Marvel. uh, And it is issue number 15. And it's written by Salina Med, art by Minkyu Young, inks by Juan Velasco, and colors by Ian Herring, letters by VCs Joe Caramanga. And when I hear Juan Velasco, I, I think of pickles for some reason. <laughs> Kamala's life was finally getting back to normal, or what passes for normal for a teenage polymorph superhero. She even took the first steps toward a romantic relationship with her longtime friend Bruno, and then disaster struck. Kamala and her fellow teen teammates in the Champions were serving as protection for a young and environmental activists you know kind of greta during the scientific summit at cole's academic the school was attacked in a series of strategic miscalculations led to a devastating explosion that injured many and left kamala hospitalized shortly after kamala's law went into effect resulting in underage superheroes being declared illegal with the government-sponsored task force cradle enforcing the ban kamala became an unwilling martyr for the cause while her alter ego miss marvel became wanted by the law though through it all kamala remained unconscious in the hospital drawing strength from memories of her loved ones she awoke determined to stand up for her friends 
at all costs. And that's what happened. And finally, in the whole coma deal, as she was going through her guilt ridden nonsense in her mind, uh, she ended up waking up telling I don't know, in kind of a really nasty way for Miles, you know, go home, Miles. I don't need you anymore. It was really played off weird in the last issue of this, though. I didn't mind the last issue. I like this one a little more that the intriguing deal is, you know, you end up having Dum Dum Dugan, uh, you know, pretty much the head head cracker over at Cradle cradle which is nonsense uh, name but you end up where <laughs> they are starting to go a little nonsense. too far you know really they, they really and, like we're, and when, we're not dealing with six-year-old superheroes here we're dealing no. with like and you know almost it's funny too high school here uh when we end up doing our uh patreon spotlight we're going to be doing champions on that and even the champions make fun of the name cradle uh, because it's nonsense (laughs) but uh, what i like about this issue two things one dum dum dugan he is like i said he's like the head guy out there cracking heads for cradle he's not a bad guy though and and i was starting to worry that you were really getting like a really piece of crap dum dum and it didn't seem right because some of the nose but it's not bad well, some of the things that they're doing end up being very much like saying maybe Nazis would do. And that's not something he would do. But yeah. he was, you know, all these things. So when you end up having this, I do like where he tells them, listen, we're not doing that. That's not anything. Pretty yeah, much they're going to start racial profiling and rounding up everybody that they think might be. Fits the profile Ms. Marvel. of Kamala. Yeah. yeah, of Kamala, which is a very vague profile. And even he says there's two things that can happen here. We, we load up 10,000 girls and the, the whole community and everybody's against us. But that's beside the point because I'm not doing this. This isn't <laughs> something that I do. And even at the point where he does end up bringing down kamala for a second he doesn't seem i'm glad that saladina met is doing this where dum-dum does not seem mean about it he actually seems like he thinks he is doing the right thing and that in his mind if they take miss marvel in she'll just be questioned they'll talk to her say listen you can't do this and let her go i think that there's worse things that will happen yeah i don't think he knows the whole background workings and he's just more like go get him I think that this might be the start of him maybe switching sides eventually because there are sides being drawn in your Kamala. She's out of her coma. She's going back to school at Cole's academic and everybody's all excited to see her. I can't ever keep track of or to interrupt you real quick. When we're dealing with dumb, dumb and oh, dumb, dumb. If he's robot, dumb, dumb, or if it's real, dumb, dumb, and he's still alive with the, because he goes back all the way with Captain American to the wars and all that. Yeah, so and that's know. where I go with the Nazis. So I'm telling you, I just go with my generalized opinion yeah, and yeah. what He's is like, going I've seen on. All that we're not doing yeah. that again. Yeah. So Kamala goes back to school, and what I had a problem with this week with Champions as well is this idea where I think that you're going to get a lot of surface level stuff from these books. Yeah. You, you get it really strong in the champions book. It's the almost idea like the of, written preteenish level. A little yeah. Bit. And I, I'm t- I think that the, my problem is, is that you immediately have everybody decide I'm for or against Kamala. There's no in between. There's nobody sitting there thinking, 
I want to see what what this whole thing is about. Like, can you explain it more? No, Zoe right away comes up to Kamala and it's like, hey, everybody, give her some space. Let her come back here. And then out of nowhere, you know what? I think that Kamala law, even though, you know, you don't like it, I think that might be okay because you should stay. And you end up now there's a fight between Zoe and Kamala. Great friends. And it just feels forced. It feels forced because she says maybe people like the champions are more dangerous. And come on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a crazy leap. Don't call me crazy. Now they're fighting. (laughs) And I think that you're getting this us versus them. There's no gray area in this. Like I said, you get it. That's like a boyfriend and girlfriend on the edge of breaking up fight. Yeah. You just the trigger word of crazy is just thrown out there and it leads to In the champions book, you pretty much just get – what? Kamala's Law? All right, I'm starting an after-school club that's down with the champions. I'm like, what? Like, that? it's too quick, too much, where you have these things going on. We know that you're going to get arrested if you don't have a mentor. This was, again, spelled out in the Champions book this week, where they say, hey, you know, we could get mentors, but we don't want to get D-listers, I'm like, no, 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 that's what you get. <laughs> and I'm saying the the idea that they can't go get somebody, what I would think of it as is the bum that you get to go in and buy you beer when you're under eight. That's all you need to do. This guy does not have to be, you know, Rob Lowe. You're just getting somebody to they go. go or, you they know. go get Dakin. He sponsors like yeah. four of them. He really That's don't care. That's all they need. I'm telling you, Boomerang, you know, he's kind of a hero a little now. I Just get anybody and just say, and it, I don't think it's some, I think the whole, you know, this story feels like a little bit to me, like a watered down civil war. And I think that- That's big, what it Feels to me elephant too. in the room that's hanging out is like spider-man himself which he's not really heavily involved in this but spider-man not miles spider-man not going yeah. to peter spider-man and saying hey sponsor yeah. me he wouldn't say yeah. no you know what i'm saying no he wouldn't and, and, and it does go find she hulk or somebody okay. like that for Amadeus here's my idea thing. though again the surface level deal of this that i don't know can spider-man sponsor the champions can Spider-Man – Spider-Man's a pretty popular guy. You know what I mean? Can you have a guy so – could Tony Stark sponsor Riri and also the rest of the champions? Can Are some of them off limits? Can Cap end up coming and sponsoring Miss Marvel? We, and even in this – Tony has shown up and has been pretty good friends with Miss Marvel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. All these things going with all this. Why aren't they just asking people for sponsorship? There, there are nothing. But in, even in that champions, you have that idea of, well, we don't want the D-listers, and all the big shots are taken care. Really, they're taken care of, are they? It's weird. And so it you is. end up having to deal with this idea of, okay, we're not allowed to be superheroes, yet they still do, and they do good things. And I think that you know one of the things that this issue does point out, which I do like, is the idea. Well, when there is a flood. Kamala's in the neighborhood. She goes to save people. This doesn't have to be end of world things. You know, she's not going to fight 
Thanos right, right now. She's saving some people from drowning. And there's very how little can that like, be uh, bad? probability she can mess this up. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and how could that be really that bad? Because they're, they're waiting and you do end up where, you know, before this, you have Kamala and Bruno. They're talking. They're in Bruno's new van that he got from his uncle. All these things going on about their kiss. We We had this of the mind last issue where Kamala in her mind seemed to be very worried that her and Bruno best friends, but if they try to up the level, it happens all the time. I said it when I did it, you end up having somebody that you've been, it it usually happens very early in the game when you're young, like you, you've been friends with a girl since second grade and then ninth grade, you decide or eighth grade, you're going to date and it doesn't work out. You never talk to them again in your life. You, You just ruin a, what could be a lifelong friendship though. I'll tell most people you ain't going to talk to a lot of people after high school. I mean, you. <laughs> with, I'm talking about like people that you dated and things anyway, but you have your couple friends and stuff. But with all this stuff going on, they decide that they're not going to kiss anymore. We're not going to smooch. We'll just be friends. And I'm like, I guess that's the end of that romance that never happened. And it's a shame because I thought that that was a good thing i like bruno a lot i like bruno and kamala and i thought that it was a way to kind of open up the book to show maybe some of you know the bad things that happen you know between some people and kids and if they do lose the deal but they decide they're just going to be friends kamala has to go off and save people from rain it's flooding she does save them she makes a big ladder you know and things like that steps out of herself it does end up in my mind that's a decent enough deal because Maybe there are some people who want to read the champions and the outlaw. It's a weird, like, I don't even consider this an event, right? It doesn't no. seem big enough. No, they just, want, so, and I feel like it's even been scaled down to a point like um, I read the Miles book. It feels like it's having no impact yeah. on the Miles. He's one of and, the bigger and, teenage heroes. Yeah. You know? And what's weird is I want to say that I like parts of this issue because it does show her power set in a way we haven't seen as much lately. She's been, you know, pretty much dealing with Stormbreaker, all of these things going on and, and her dad being that we haven't seen the polymorph deal. And it's mentioned a couple of times in this, but you end up where she's saving the people. But I don't know that that many people are just going to jump on this issue because, oh, you know, because this is connected. It's not really that. But you end up where Dum Dum and the rest of Cradle show up to to bring her down to stop her and she says i'm not doing anything wrong i'm saving people i'm gonna keep saving people i'm not gonna stop and they end up attacking her and she ends up flicking them she gets big she embiggens she's doing all the stuff that she does dum-dum zaps her from behind because he's got the intel that she can't take you know electricity though she could take it a little better than he thought because she punches him too and just levels him he goes flying off and then she brings down the whole helicarry everything's going and she runs and this is where you're getting a lot of this in these books and it's it's forced i don't mind it as much but it is forced where you have kamala run by all the people she saved they're waiting for all of them are waiting for a bus now because their cars are underwater but she runs by they're like yeah yeah kamala and then you have dum-dum and cradle come hey where'd that girl go 
I don't know what you're talking about. Like, they won't help. That, that whole trope of them, you know, get out of here, fascist. And then you end up where, you know, Dum Dum ends it looking pretty sinister, saying the kid won today. We're not going to cry about it, but it ain't over, not by a long shot. Uh, but overall, and also, I'd get away from him. It's raining really bad, and he has that electrical, you know, stun rod. Don't, don't get near me with that in the rain there, pal. But it seems a little more sinister than what it seemed in the issue itself, where he didn't seem that evil when he was bringing down Kamala. He's apologizing to her. He's telling her that he'll make sure things will be worked out. She's not going to be harmed. All these. I do think, like you said as well, he doesn't really know all of the things that are going on. Because, again, this is what gets lost in the shuffle in my mind. That attack that they had that caused all this stuff in Outlaw was a wacky thing going on. And there's a lot more going on with the senators, things like that, that it's maybe the shutdown kind of, you know, screws it up a little. But at this point, all I go is, yep, kids can't beat the kids superheroes. <laughs> and I don't even think more into the whole concept no. of it that I think we'll get in the champions book more. But still, it just everything seems more surface level than it I would think all, it should. It's all very generic. Like from the dream yeah. sequence last issue for Kamala to like this one where it's just I'm going to school, quick drama, quick save of these Fights, people, yeah, and yeah. Quick, another quick fight. And it's just, I'm like, it just feels very plain and like. Almost filler to to yeah and to get and through. with that yeah and with that even including this week's champions and I haven't read Miles yet but with the chat like Cradle's not doing very great I mean they they keep kind of losing but it, it ends up being again I'll just go for the full deal where when Outlaw was announced I said right away I don't need that crap I like the young heroes because. They're hopeful. They they get excited to be doing superhero stuff for early on, and they're not jaded. They're not down. And then this makes them that. This is what forces them into the idea of like having to grow up. And it seems like Marvel and the writers, Eve Ewing, behind the whole outlaw, but you know everybody, they want to legitimize and and make these heroes more mature make them count more in the world whatnot i like them just doing their thing i i like the the biggest problem i like with these young heroes is man we don't get respect of the big heroes and then they try to and stuff like that and yeah, that's I don't the know, worst just, part of their books. I, I like them just being fun teenage heroes i that, do too that's uh, the yeah. best part of hero uh, teenage hero and, books and with that, I'll even go. Here's here's a, a little shade thrown Brian Michael Bendis' way because I can't help myself even on a Marvel <laughs> podcast. He ended up where four years ago. Here yeah, he <laughs> ended up he ended up aging up John Kent, Superboy, so that he's older, and then said to people, What? You wanted to see him just in school doing chores and things like that? And I'm like, first off, he could do a lot more than that, but yeah, I, I yeah. kind of like that stuff. They, you know, you can it's make it really part boring. Watching but... somebody who doesn't know how to be a hero be a hero. It's it's not and always fun how to just be a hero. watching Ed, watching Superman yeah. solve the problem because he knows Again, how to solve the problem all the time. You have Spidey where even Spidey, even Peter Parker, Spider-Man, some of the great things is him still learning how to be a better hero and stuff. But when you have, you know, a Kamala who family means so much and she goes out and she's trying to do all this stuff. That's the fun of it. 
and you're handcuffing it. You, you end up handcuffing it as if the other stuff isn't good enough and you had to change it. And it really throws me off. Though, again, I don't think that this issue is bad. I, I actually like this issue. Just the overall idea of outlawed. It just it just doesn't rub me the right yeah. way. It really well, it, doesn't. But it, a lot of, it didn't sound intriguing to start, and then there's been no interesting development in it to prove no. you wrong. So it's just a big yeah, really. fest, really. Prove right me now. wrong, kids. That's what I say. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm still going to give this a seven five. Uh, I still liked it. Uh, what would you give it? I would give this a six five just for being very How generic. How dare you? Yeah, I mean it, it I is like, kind of. I like. Um, the, the previous issues I've read of of this Kamala run, kind of dealing with her parents, and yeah. before all the Bruno kind of kiss happened, I liked all that much more than Dare you? than all. <laughs> I like right the now. Bruno kiss, but again, in my mind, that Bruno kiss deal, it, I loved it. I was waiting it for was it. I've been moment. waiting for it since G Willow Wilson. The problem is, I think it gets shoved aside now. Because now we have to deal with this nonsense, yeah. so they can't have that hanging. I'm like, well, see, that's really? That's more of just the regular, not forced teenage things you deal with on a, on a regular yeah. basis. It's, wow, uh, you know, I don't know, just the whole uh, be hunting heroes thing. It's it's just kind of weird and, and not really. Well, I'll tell aspect. you. It might pick up again. And I still Miss Marvel is one of my favorite characters and one of my favorite books. I think it will pick up again a little next issue because. We'll get back to Amulet, who I like, but we ended up having Amulet show up right before the Outlaw deal. Kamala goes into a coma, and we don't get it. I like that other superhero, and I want to know more about him. And and the other weird thing is I like the interactions, though, because Amulet was kind of showing up, and maybe you could have had that jealousy between Bruno. Like, who's this other superhero that's more along your lines and things like that? And we're not going to get that, it seems. But we're going to go to the last book of the section. And it's a weird one for you because <laughs> yeah. me and you talk Wolverine. Wolverine's yeah. one of your favorite I like characters. It a lot too, yeah. I still say that Wolverine's your favorite character, but that's me. But we end <laughs> up having this as Wolverine number six, but it's Ten of Swords. Part three of 22. Interrupting now, my vampire stuff. I was yeah. totally digging, too. Yeah, and, and it, it sucks. I was just making a vampire deal. It, they up the stakes. <laughs> I don't know many vampire jokes here. But the Come idea up. of this is since this is part three of 22 and you're gonna we're gonna talk about it right now you now have to join me for everyone so i'll be seeing you every sunday night me and you'll talk all the ten of swords because you love the x-men and you love the x-men books you won't read them then nah. brandon is so I not and, into and, it and so and the, even the stuff i've peaked at has done nothing to like i did i read the first couple hawks and pox books that mm-hmm. was just no for me. And, and you're a I've, peaker, are you? I've peaked here and there, and I, I listen to your summaries and things like that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, none of this sounds like it's for me. And you're like, just listen to him it. struggle. Yeah, <laughs> listen yeah. to him try to make heads or tails of it. Um, but well, this maybe, is I, I'm, I come for the jokes. I don't come for the X Men recap. Yeah, basically. really. There and you, go. you leave. You leave disappointed. <laughs> this way here. This is Wolverine number six written. That you come for the shade, probably is yeah. what it really. Is. Yeah, uh, I, Benjamin I Percy. Benjamin Percy writing, Victor Bogdanovic on art, Matthew Wilson colors, and VCs Corey Pettit or Petit. On letters, I forgot. Corey Petit. And this is, you know, here's here's the summary. Here is the recap. And really, this is not going to take long. Basically, 
this is a tie-in issue that could have maybe been thrown in at any point while they're trying to find the swords for the Ten of Swords because there is not a lot going on. But it says champions of Krakow are selected to each retrieve special sword to participate in a cross-dimensional tournament against the champions of Morocco. Wolverine was one of the chosen. Now he must find uh, Maramasa. Muramasa blade and it's his you know the standard blade the whole deal with that now it's funny because you go in and i really expected more of this you know let's try to figure out this prophecy the prophecy ended up where it was put into polaris's head i'm telling you brandon because you you weren't aware and and (laughs) ended up by saturnine and then she ends up getting triggered by her father magneto who she then spits out the prophecy and it is almost like you know you're you're spitting out quatrains like you're there as you know some sort of soothsayer but now you're reading and Wolverine's just going with it. Must be me. I got to go get the blade. He says, when Polaris started spitting out her riddles, seemed obvious which one referred to me. A soul lost and edge gain. I got three days to secure the Maramasa blade. And I don't know where they got the three days from because I was not really privy to that. It never seemed. And in fact, when they end up having this big portal, they have this big giant circle with all, you know, 10 of these things where each hero champion with a sword will go and stand in the circle. They're all light and the portal will open. You end up magic right away when she sees this there. And, and it's Polaris used rock slides remains to, to do all this. And like, this is the circle. Magic right away just stands like, all right, let's go. (laughs) And I'm like, she's going to be sitting there for months. Like, nobody else has even a clue of who was supposed to go. She's just always got a sword on the ready. Yeah, and she's just there. But you end up where we're going to get a first look at somebody going to find a sword. And I said one of the things that I was worried about with this is that it's going to become a scavenger hunt where you're just going to have, okay, well, Wolverine's going to go get his blade. And then you're going to end up this, you're going to end up that. And some of them like a kid cable, he already seems to have his sword. So there won't be that many things, but with that, this kind of feels cool. You end up having uh, enough for you because you end up showing some, you know, old school stuff, some classic stuff with Wolverine, Japan, all the stuff with him going back to try to get the sword. And the sword was destroyed. So he ends up he needs a, a new sword that's forged. But in the meantime, where I think it would throw you off is we do go to the other world and we see the yeah, heroes. This is where I kind of check out mentally for a little bit. And the Tower of Broken Will, that's the one that I they could, ended I up I could capturing. honestly scroll through these pages and it, yes. reading this through yeah. a second time and kind of ignore this and just absorb the Wolverine oh, yeah. stuff You're somewhere. just like the Wolverine <laughs> stuff. And even with the part, the, the big part is Wolverine going and pretty much fighting Silver Samurai for some information to get the blade. That is cool. Yeah, I And it. even goes, and I like the idea where Silver Samurai is like, you, you should have been me. You should, and he's like, eh, screw it. I didn't become you, but also, you know, I need to find 
where the blade is. All right, let's go. And they start fighting. Looks great. Victor Bogdanovich's art looks very much like a Greg Capullo. So you end up, if you like that, you'll like this. But then you go to the other world where you do go. (laughs) Yeah, I I like this. I love the fight Silver Samurai and Wolverine. The one page where it is just him jumping at Silver Samurai. You could take out that word bubble and that's a poster right there. I may actually even use that as like a background because that looks awesome. Uh, You go to Araco though and you end up at the Tower of Broken Will. This is an Otherworld. This is the tower that the four horsemen of Apocalypse ended up taking over so that they could be the champions and have this whole is fight Is this the Otherworld Kriko is linked to? Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, this is, this is, here's the deal. This is the other world where you end up even having Avalon with Captain Britain, the nexus of worlds. You have a bunch of worlds. Well, the people in this that you see, like war, these are Apocalypse's children that end up, you know, the, the horsemen there. And so with that, and I think somebody just took a dump in the background, <laughs> I heard. But so you end up where <laughs> you end up having all this going on and they are the other side. They're the bed. They're from Araco, originally Apocalypse's home world, and they are coming to take over and destroy Krakoa. So this is where this battle okay. is. It's a long drawn out deal, but uh, all it, you have to know is. Yeah. It's confusing well, uh, to me that this tree is linked to it, but they want to come take out the other world the tree's linked to. There only should be one link to the tree. They both feel that way. Is that kind no, of what's Here's going the on? deal. There is only one way to get in and out. Then the tree, that's Krakoa. Yeah, that's yeah. full out Krakoa talking. And Krakoa, what ended up, <laughs> this is going to be crazy. Here we go. It's a recap yeah, here because yeah. what ended up happening is Apocalypse wanted to get to have a portal that all of them could go through to Otherworld. The only way they could really get through any other way would be through Betsy, Captain Britain. But he wanted to be able to go back and forth a gate because he ended up wanting to go with his grandson Sumner to go and find out if Araco was still around and maybe he could save some people. But it was all a trap by Sumner and the first horsemen of Apocalypse who then ended up tricking them and attacking them. And this gate is the one back and forth, but was shut down by Saturnine in the oh other world. Gosh. Now, what, what Wolverine is basically Listen. saying, <laughs> it, what Wolverine is basically saying is what I've been yelling about now for weeks is the idea if they just destroy the stupid gate, the stupid portal, it's over. You don't have to fight now because you wouldn't be able to have any way for the Iraquians to get to Krakoa to destroy it. It's over, but Krakoa won't do it. Krakoa is against closing up this gate, and that's kind of what Wolverine is discussing. You know, hey, you, we could have gotten rid of this, but yeah, that's the you, part you're of always the story acting like a I, jerk. I kind of grabbed all that, but the part of the story that doesn't make sense to me is why Krakoa wouldn't shut it and why it wants to be, what, destroyed? Be, I, that's but <laughs> this is the thing. Krakoa hasn't said. Krakoa was talking through Cypher, and they said, you ended up where it was a vote to see if we should keep the gate open, keep it closed. Apocalypse still wanted it, whatever. And Krakoa just basically said, screw you. You guys are just here by my doing. I get to do what I want. It stays open. Then in the meantime, Saturnine on the other side of it closed it up, didn't destroy it, but closed it. But really, if they could destroy it, it would end all this nonsense. But Krakoa seems... The the thing, and well, Wolverine says, you want war. That's all you want. You want war. But 
the idea of my mind, because Araco and Krakoa, they were separated. They were one at one point. They were separated. I still think that what Krakoa would want is to be joined again, to be full again, even though that doesn't seem like it's possible because of these two warring factions and everything going on. But I think that that's what will happen by the end. But you end up going to the other world. You end up going to the heroes of Arako at the Tower of Broken Will that they took over. And you see that the person who seems to be going to fight Wolverine is a, a you know a pretty bad but ended up where they don't like him because he had been somebody who had killed war's husband you have all these things going it's solemn again this might be above my pay grade with what's going on <laughs> i i'm not really privy to this and this whole deal of this it's interesting enough, but for me, not knowing Solemn and really not caring that much about the heroes of Araco, the horsemen, I'd rather just see the mutants do things that, it, you know, it kind of goes on a little longer. But what I get is the idea that, you know, they have to go for the same sword, but it might be in different dimensions might be the deal. I, I got a little confused yeah. about that. I thought they were going to have so. separate swords, but you're going to have Solemn versus Wolverine, it seems. And they're both going to have versions of Muramasa sword. But yeah, that's pretty much by the end. You have what looks like Terminator 2, uh, <laughs> you know, with Arnold in the lava. But you also have, you know, Wolverine going in kind of like two dimensions to go and get this blade. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It, it's, it looks great. Yeah. I like the parts with Wolverine, the stuff I will admit to, the stuff with Solemn and all that. It, it kind of... I don't know. It kind of drug on a little too long, especially with my lack of knowledge. And maybe there isn't any knowledge to have there. I don't know because I don't know much about the history of the horsemen and, you know, that whole mythology around there and how Solomon ended up killing War's husband and then got the blade from him. That's the one he's going to use in this as well. But then he wasn't because he's getting the same. It's all yeah, he needs in my mind. All wrapped sword around. And... Yeah, he needs a Mermosa sword. So we're going to go with that. But overall, like the art, I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. What would you give it? Yeah, that's where I'm going to be on this one. I mean, I'm just. I knew this book would kind of bum me out a little bit, at least this issue, because it was going to pause the story I was enjoying and throw me into something. I'm, I'm just, you know, drowning yeah. in water trying to understand here, but, uh, I don't know. It was all right. Like I said, the, there's a bunch of call outs to Wolverine's past. I was able to kind of enjoy and take out and I can skip those six or seven pages on a second read through and just appreciate the, the aspects I like kind of and yeah. pull what I need to out of this issue to continue with the series. I, I hope the next issue is it more. Is there another Wolverine tied into this stuff or no? Um, I think there will be. Is there? Uh, oh, I'm guessing kind of that. I'm guessing there will be only. I I don't because I'm looking. They only go up to chapter eleven in the back, but I'm guessing that there will be only because like twenty. You're gonna want to. Yeah, you're gonna want to continue this whole deal. But even so, if we end up say the next issue is Solemn versus Wolverine, Mar Muscle Blades, all that. I think you might be on board then because yeah, yeah, the I'd idea watch those two fights. This, that would be fun. And 
And this was kind of the backup, and I think it would make more sense when we get to that as well. Yeah, so I'm, you'll I'm at least the know. The second Wolverine issue is just going to be day two of them trying to get this blade, and then I miss all the fight, and I really kind of lose track of it and don't yeah. care. Because you if might. it's not in this you Wolverine might. book, I'm not going to see Now, it, remember, so. and, and here is the big stakes, just to tell you if we do get the fight. And, and when we get to it, if it's in another book, I'll I'll let you know. Yeah, so I might have to just it. flick through to and check we can out talk about it. But if a mutant Wolverine dies in other world, not only will he not come back, you know, right when he gets resurrected, he may be rebooted into something different. So you could get Wolverine dead. They and if he dies on Otherworld, and then bringing him back to Krakoa to resurrect him, he could come back as somebody come totally back different. As Apocalypse Weapon X Wolverine. He, he could he <laughs> could come back as somebody who just doesn't know anything and likes to eat ice cream. It, it's it's out. It, it, there's infinite possibilities, and it's a dice roll. But I think that what the setup is is like what you just said. There's a possibility that they come back as some really bad versions of themselves or you get bad guys who could come back better or you know stuff like that but i think it's going to be setting up because throughout all this and the the you know the dawn of x and all these things going into this ten of swords one of my biggest problems with all the books in general is they're kind of scattered in the idea of an enemy now, this Ten of Swords, it does the idea, okay, we know the enemy we're going. But before, when we end up having, well, we have the flower cartel yeah. and we have, you know, this and we have Russia. I mean, it's just it, it's not enough. And you really end up going back to what you ended up not liking even at the very beginning is. Yeah, the villain is kind of always man, you know, yeah. humans. They don't. And so this might be after this Ten of Swords. And again, this makes it so the Horsemen and Arako, these are the bag. Okay, that's interesting enough. But when you come back, when all is said and done, I would expect the mutants to win because if they don't, you know, they end up where everything just in shambles. So we'll see. But I think that where you do end up having the cool thing is the idea of maybe somebody dying that comes back a little bad, or you even have at, at this point, it looks like apocalypse is out of the game for a while, but I kind of expect him to get in and maybe come back or be pissed. You know, I need to have that back again, I think for the whole deal and, and having an enemy that is like an ultimate enemy, like an apocalypse or, you know, something Whatever like happened to that. Sabretooth, but, he didn't seem to be down with all this. Stuff. No, he's, he's still in jail. No, is he? Hey, he hasn't come out. Yeah. Earth. Yeah, he's where you left him. You were you were reading it then and he ended up he's gone. I actually what the funny thing is, I, I thought that's where they were going. I thought that Solemn was actually going to be Sabretooth some way there in the other that world because cool. of them go, because of them going like okay we're gonna go down in this thing i thought somehow they'd like almost like a alcatraz down like a shawshank redemption and dug their way under to grab him so that he would go against wolverine which feral makes and sense. crazy yeah and even with the thing like oh he hasn't been able to eat and he be, i'm like okay let's see what's going on but well, obviously dude sipping wine and getting grapes fed yeah. to him. <laughs> i'm telling you at one point they're like do you want to serve in this tournament of death or do you want to be selfish in your pe- I'm, I'm selfish i'm, I'm sitting there 
Yeah, he's saying that the love coming out, man. Love, I got plenty love, to look yeah. forward to down here. Said <laughs> the lovely ladies are bringing him stuff. I mean, really, I, I'm in. I, I wouldn't be that bad with that, but yeah, you end up where again. I'm looking through it. The art is pretty damn good. So yeah, I'm yeah, gonna man, go that though because enough, pretty much it's much, it's a very simple issue. Of, boom. Yeah, that would be for you. I just for the for the whole uh, ten of swords. Uh, it ends up being just too easy an issue like okay he's gonna go get the sword and this is what i was worried about but i'll have a bunch of other x books to talk about later on in the week all right and that is it for the podcast for now like i said we're gonna have a bonus uh extra innings slash bonus coverage whatever the heck we would call it with amazing spider-man number 49 legacy issue 850 in a couple days from now but thanks everybody for listening remember that we are on twitter at ws marvel comics follow us we'll follow you back we have a website weird science marvel comics.com and we have a patreon patreon.com slash weird science where you could go right now and sign up you won't be charged right away if you end up wanting to stay you'll be charged on november 1st but if you leave at any time before that you'll never be charged you can use it as a free trial and what you could do is go over right now to listen to us talk about Champions number one, Deadpool, and also Miles Morales, Spider-Man. I couldn't remember what else we talked about. But thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll talk to you soon. seem real, but I always heal and lose my mind, can be unkind, what I do best isn't very nice, everything's going blank, I remember it all, I'm pretty hairy, not very tall, I didn't want this, not by my hand, the future is dark, just a wasteland. I really like kids